Hello ladies and gentlemen, welcome to this, the very special extra bonus episode of the Couple Up Podcast. My name is Luke. And I'm Kate. And what the flip are we doing here, Kate? Do you know what? I don't even know at this stage. It's the sixth time we're recording this. <laughs> the sound levels are wrong, you have to fix it. What do you want me to do? Luke interviewed the woman that married a pirate ghost and what? fell in love with her, seemingly. I did, she was the nicest woman ever. Yeah, she did seem really nice. She was so nice, she was so sound. Here's the thing. I intended to make this a kind of a funny interview. Yeah. Kind of piss-takey in places and very light. But she's so genuine and so nice that it ended up me just listening to her story. And it's an amazing story. Yeah, you were saying that. I was upstairs minding our child and, you know, doing the responsible adult things. You were like, yeah, I'll be like a 15, 20 minute interview. What, an hour and a bit later you came up to us? Yeah, because (laughs) we started chatting after the interview as well but it is an absolutely amazing story and I didn't want to cut her off and I didn't want to stop our listeners as well from having the opportunity to hear this story because yeah. it is fascinating like I do not believe in ghosts I'm going to put that out there I say it to her at the start of the interview as well but whether I believe in ghosts or not she believes this happened to her yeah and it's not as lighthearted and as quippy as I thought it would be and yeah this would be a laugh it's quite serious to her but you know what that actually kind of shows that like it's interesting to actually get to talk to someone that's behind such a ridiculous story Mm. do you know what I mean like the story alone is ridiculous but you hear the person's actual experience from it and it is interesting and you start to actually think okay this happened to someone not just a a random name you hear a pirate ghost you think haha this is mental but she's so down to earth yeah she's so nice you'll hear her story now we're going to get straight into it Uh, it's the first half of my interview with the woman who married a pirate ghost. You're listening to the Couple Up Podcast with me, Kate, and my significant other, Luke. Oh, fuck. Hello, Amanda. Thank you for joining us on the Couple Up Podcast. How are you today? Hi, I'm not too bad. Nice spring day. So the reason we have you on the podcast today is we were uh, we found your story online. Okay. It's an interesting story, uh, something that people may or may not be familiar with. So the story is basically you married a pirate ghost, correct? Correct. <laughs> now, so this is something that I, I, I gather from seeing some of your interviews that you're aware that people find this interesting or intriguing, yeah? Yeah, I mean, definitely. It's quite actually a while ago now. It's actually four years ago, believe it or not, it? time does fly. But um, yeah, I mean, I've had a lot of mixed reactions over the last couple of years to it, for sure. So can I ask you your own personal reaction when this first happened? When you first kind of got in contact with this, now, before you well, answer that, I'd like to say that I personally am very sceptical of these kinds of stories, but I find them so fascinating. Mm-hmm. Well, the background to it was, um, I really, I mean, obviously I grew up in Ireland, I grew up in a Catholic house or whatever. Yeah. Um, then when I get to, got to a certain age, like I didn't really bother with religion of any description really anymore. It wasn't I didn't believe or I did believe. It just really wasn't important to me. I was just too busy living my life. Um, It wasn't really then until about 2010 when I kind of felt the need to kind of explore spirituality or religion again. And Mm. that was because my son died aged three months. And um, at that point in time, a lot of people were saying different things. Oh, he's an angel. And oh, he, he, you know, he's in Jesus arms and all that. Yeah, and I didn't yeah. really believe any of that, to be honest with you. So I kind of went on a quest to, to find out what did I actually believe happens after death. Um, so it was at that time that I kind of discovered spirituality and um, 
and you know kind of the pagan perspective on things you know okay. um how we're all spirit and we're all energy yeah. everything in the universe is energy um energy can't be created or destroyed it can only change forms so this kind of made logical sense to me because contrary to what a lot of people think um if they just read the stories in the tabloids they they, they may think you know that um that i'm a very kind of very fairy person when i'm actually not i'm quite serious and i'm quite logical yeah. so you know i i like to do my research and everything so i just don't take things for face value um so I did quite a lot of research into that whole end, of, you know, the whole different kind of pagan end of things. They call it paths rather than rather than denominations in paganism. Yeah. So, you know, I looked at, you know, witchcraft and shamanism, mediumship and all these different paths. So I really, I, I really felt that, you know, there was something there because, as I said, it was the only thing that I really researched that made any kind of logical sense to me. Yeah. So at that point, I started, um, you know, getting very involved in it, doing workshops, because anything that I put my heart into, I'm, I'm very passionate about. So I became very passionate about it. And if I was going to, to be involved in this, if I was going to do this, I had to be the best. And that's probably <laughs> because I'm on the autistic spectrum as well. So okay. anything that I, you know, that I kind of tend to get obsessed with or interested in even, I have to be the best in that field. Yeah, so... Yeah. Um, can so I ask I you, that, can I stop you there? Yeah. You said yeah. you did workshops and this and stuff. Was that in Ireland or was it Yes, abroad? in Ireland. Oh, yes, oh, really? no, all in Ireland, yeah. Ireland and Northern Ireland. And are there still these workshops going on? Is there anything that people who are interested in might be able to find? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, there's loads of them. <laughs> we get through the story a little bit. You know, there there is kind of more of an ominous tone about it, I guess. Okay. Be careful about, you know, who you go to and, and who yeah, you study yeah. with. Because... Um, because it's not everybody that's that that's genuine and it's not everybody that will have your best interest at heart you know okay. people are very very eager to take money from people who are bereaved and who are grieving and yeah. they're not always what they say they are but we'll get into that a little bit no later <laughs> um so at that point i just really wanted to learn how to do this so i spent i guess probably about the next five years it would have been yeah five years doing this I mean I still lived a normal life I mean it was just the same as you know somebody goes to church or whatever you yeah. know but I was very involved in it you know um so I I did I did mediumship it wasn't really um a big deal to me you know um didn't do it all the time but you know I mean when I wanted to do it I would have my meditation I would have um mediumship uh, sessions I didn't do it for other people just really for my own purposes so your I suppose ex-husband isn't the first spirit you were in contact with no was... no okay yeah yeah no 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 definitely not what was strange about the whole um incident with um with Jack was that um when the, he first made contact with me, yeah. I was not actually trying to do mediumship because oh. um, what happens with mediumship is that, you know, if, if you believe in such things, you shouldn't be open to communication all the time because that way, you're, you know, you're going to be picking up a lot of energy and a lot of negativity as you're going around. So you would only open up when you wanted to do a session so to speak and then you would close off when that session's over yeah yeah so i mean i was literally in my car and you know i was i was coming back from the bank in fact so i mean i wasn't thinking about mediumship or anything <laughs> like that when i felt that there was a spirit beside me and and this was the second time that i had felt a spirit energy beside me at a time that i wasn't doing spiritual work so how does, how does that manifest then how is 
Well, a lot of people will be able to relate to that because, I mean, you know, it affects people in different ways. Some people say they feel a shiver up their spine, they can feel hot, they can feel cold, there can be a tingle and feel it. Yeah. But you're aware that there's something there, you know. Yeah. Um, people might have, you know, if they've been on ghost hunts or they've been in a haunted building or something like that, you know. Um, as I said, different people feel energy in different ways. And it depends on the type of energy that's there as well, how it presents itself. But I was aware that, you know, that, that there was a ghost, so to speak, in my car. Okay. <laughs> it's just been there. <laughs> so, um, so that's when I decided, okay, I parked the car outside my house and I was like, right, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to switch on and I'm going to communicate and see who this is and what they want and why they're here. So, um, nothing, you know, I wasn't really expecting there to be anything like major happening at that point. I yeah. just said, right, well, this is odd. There's obviously somebody wants to get a message to somebody or other. So, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to do this. So that's when I did that. And that was the first time when he introduced himself. And when he told me that he, he was a pirate from the 1700s and his name was Jack Sparrow Teague. Um, initially, of course, I was like, <clears throat> uh, right. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and what, this was, what year was this? This was 2015. So the Pirates of the Caribbean movies were well within pop culture realm and everything at this stage. Yeah, it was kind of in a lull at that point because okay. it was before the latest movie came out. And I think it had been about seven or eight years since yeah. the other movie. But I had quite an interest in Pirates and the whole Renaissance period and stuff like that. So, you know, the fact that I would have had a lot of interest in, in that area, mm. you know, um, it wasn't really that surprising to me. So, I mean, first of all, my, my initial reaction was one of two things. Either, you know, this is A, in my own mind playing tricks with me, yeah. or B, this is another spirit entity pretending to be something that I may want to talk to. Because yeah. sometimes negative spirits, you know, I mean, most people will, again, relate to this, you know, that negative spirits, I mean, if you've watched horror films or anything like that, they'll pretend to be other things. Yeah, isn't you know, that, to, to in engage The Exorcist, isn't that a massive plot? Part in that, yeah, isn't it? yeah, exactly, and, and and you know, and spirits can do that. So I was like, well, you know, it's either something bad or it's my own mind. So, yeah. I, I, you know, initially when I got that communication, that was it. I shut down completely, and I was like, no, <laughs> not going here. End of. So <clears throat> this entity kept popping up whenever I would like do spiritual work. I could feel the energy, of the spirit around, kept pop- popping up in my car kept popping up around the place so after this had gone on for about another two or three months at this point I was like right okay well you know I need to talk to the spirit to like get rid of it or Mm. you know to find out what's going on so that's when I decided that I was going to actually you know start communication um so after I started communication I was obviously very very skeptical um and um I asked a lot of questions. Yeah. I, I really was looking for something that would kind of prove to me that this was real yeah. and that, you know, that it wasn't deceptive. I kind of knew at this point it was in my own mind because, you know, I had kind of been aware of that. And hmm. if it had been my own mind, it wouldn't happen so many times. So um, I think the turning point from kind of believing this is nonsense on to, to kind of believing, wow, okay was when he told me that his surname was actually Teague. Um, he said, if you look in your family tree, you will find that um, there's Teague in your family tree because oh. I'm actually an ancestor. 
So I was like, right, well, okay, this is something that I can check because obviously before that I had like asked them, you know, was there any birth certificates, death certificates, yeah. anything like that. But I mean, trying to trace something from 300 years ago from somebody who was technically, you know, an outlaw and who yeah. kind of lived on the fringes of society was pretty much impossible. The person who would try to stay hidden anyway, isn't it? Like Exactly, absolutely. So this was something that, you know, that I could actually research potentially. So I was like, right, okay, this is something I can go on. So I actually didn't have to trace back very far at all. I only had to go back to my great-grandmother oh. and her maiden name was Teague. Oh. So then I was intrigued. <laughs> <laughs> That's interesting. Because I was like, yeah, I couldn't have known that. There's but no can way I ask there with the mediumship thing, is there a stronger connection with your own kind of relatives and family tree or is it? Yes, absolutely. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, 100%. Yeah, definitely. Um <clears throat> I think most pagan denominations would agree with that, that, you okay, know, that, you know, there's definitely a strong bloodline there. Yeah. So, um, so that's when I was like, wow, okay, <laughs> maybe I have something. So I became like more and more interested in asking questions. And as you would, if you really believe that you could have, you know, these long conversations with somebody from the other side to answer a lot of, un, you know, unanswered questions, yeah. unknown things. I mean, you know, you do it. And, that's pretty much what I did. Um, were, you, were you frightened by that? Like, I know you'd be intrigued as anyone would, but was, is there a fear there, like, of finding out something that maybe could change your life massively or change someone else's life? No, I didn't really have a fear of it at that point because, I mean, it was something that I kind of consciously decided to learn to do. Okay. I used to have a bit of a fear of the supernatural when I was younger because my mother came from Mayo yeah. and um, in Mayo she grew up with a lot of myths and legends about the Banshee and all these kind of things and she was very very scared of the supernatural so yeah. when I was younger I would have been brought up to be very scared of ghosts and Banshees and stuff like that but obviously kind of when I got got older I thought it was all a load of nonsense really So you, you so, don't believe in you you wouldn't believe in things like the Banshee the myth of that Oh well yeah I mean I do now after okay. my own spiritual experiences yeah. But kind of, you know, after like when I was a teenager in my 20s and 30s, no, I wouldn't really believe in it. I did actually have some experiences with ghosts and stuff like that. Um, yeah. But I always played them away. Like, for example, there was one time and this really sticks out in my head. I was traveling through Cavan really late at night because I, I worked in the entertainment business mm. and um, I was coming back from a gig. And it was a frosty night and I was kind of really, really tired. I was driving along this road. Next thing I saw this young guy standing out in front of me and he had a baseball cap on. It was back kind of like in the M&M phase when everybody wanted to wear the baggy yeah, tracksuit yeah. bottoms and the, the baseball cap and all. And I was like, oh, my God. And I knew I couldn't jam on the brakes because I would have gone into a skit. So I had to like try and slow down. But I hit him. And I was oh. like, oh, my God, you know, I just knocked somebody down. I got out of the car, looked around, couldn't find anybody, turned around, drove up and back. Nothing. There was nothing there. So I was like, oh, my God, you know, that's, that's terrifying. It's a ghost. Yeah. It's a ghost. But I didn't really believe in those kind of things back then. So I just got into my car. I was spooked and I drove yeah. home as quick as possible. And then I found out actually from that area that there had been a bad car accident in which four youths had actually been killed on that stretch oh. of road there a few months previous to that. So I was like, mm, OK, that's odd. But then I said, uh, you know, I read about this thing or saw it on TV or something, highway hypnosis, when you're really, really tired, how, you know, your mind can play tricks, which yeah. you can see things and stuff. And I was like, ah, oh, that's what that was, you know. So, I mean, I had had several experiences like that before, yeah. but I'd always just played them off as, you know, was this or was that. Because, I'd have been similar you know. in growing up. Growing up, I massively believed in the paranormal, like, mm -hmm. hugely. 
Um, I, I think we kind of seem to be going opposites on this one in that in my teenage years, in my early 20s, I was big into it and I was convinced I'd seen ghosts in different places and felt oh, things okay. and seen things. Mm-hmm. And then I did more research into it and I went the opposite and that I stopped right. believing in it. This is kind of what drew me to wanting to talk to you about it. Um, okay. It's something I, I over time felt probably silly about and I stopped like because I would have been very much arguing with my friends no I saw it I definitely saw it or um, my house when I was maybe four or five was haunted and my mom my dad everyone agrees to that that it was but now as an adult I don't believe it right whereas I think you seem to be going on the opposite you see I think it does depend of course on who who your friends are and who you're mixing with like obviously when I started to get into this whole area of the paranormal and spirituality all my friends circle all believed in it so you know so it was kind of something that you know that that I could turn around and say well I had this spiritual experience last night this happened and nobody would think you were strange but I can guess that you know Again, I, I can take that from when I was in my 30s and I was working like on TV shows and stuff like that. I mean, I would have never dreamt of going into to RTE and saying, well, you know, guess what? It's all yeah. those last because everybody does it, you know, okay? You know, so yeah, I totally get where you're coming from. Yeah, 100%. But it's, I, I think I went researching, I read books, uh, Paranormality by, I can't remember the, the author, and it was something like that really made me feel like everything can be explained. Is there right, ever right. even now a part of you that feels that or is it, you know, your reality, I suppose? Well, where I'm at now, because obviously as I get further into the story, you'll kind of think, see that like things didn't really work out the okay. way that I yeah. had hoped that they would work out. Now, I it, it's very hard for me to turn around and say because of things that have happened that there's nothing out there. But because I'm away from it now and I don't practice spirituality at all anymore, in yeah. fact, I'm quite scared of it now. Okay. I, you know, um, I don't do anything spiritual anymore. And the longer I don't do anything spiritual, the more I kind of think, mm, was that real? Or did that actually happen in my mind? Yeah. I've since actually got a diagnosis of, a diagnosis of autism, yeah. um, which also makes me think, you know, did I didn't know I was autistic at the time. Hmm. Did that make a difference to how I perceive things that were happening? And I'm still exploring that. I'm actually exploring that at the minute to kind of see whether or not potentially that had an effect on the yeah, way I, yeah. you know, perceive things. This is obviously something new that's literally only came out in the last few weeks or whatever. Oh, wow. So, I mean, I really haven't had much of a chance to actually kind of you know, but I actually have an appointment with um, an autism specialist there in at the end of this month, and I'm going to discuss with them whether or not my experiences could potentially be linked to That's a diagnosis of autism. But, well, yeah, I mean, it would be interesting to find out, well, actually, yeah, you know, your imagination can actually. <laughs> I think but, whatever the answer is know. there, it's very interesting, isn't it? <laughs> like... Yes, yeah. <laughs> so I definitely want to explore that and end of it more. But to me, it was very, very real. I have no mm. history of mental illness, um, no history of schizophrenia or anything like that. When I talk about mediumship, I'm not talking about seeing things and hearing things okay. physically with my eyes and my ears. It's all done through thought forms. Any medium will tell you that. I mean, seeing a ghost and stuff like that, that's kind of a different thing. But when okay. you're actually doing mediumship and you're actively trying to communicate with spirits, it is done through thought forms. And again, is that for the energies medium, you were speaking about earlier? It, yes, kind of, it's yeah. feeling the energy. It's, you know, it's meditation. It's being able to visualize what the spirit is communicating to you. 
and a lot of the time you know when they're when they're saying things to you it will be like a bit of a sentence or it'll be a word or it'll be an image it's not literally like i'm hearing the spirit speak yeah, the way yeah. you're speaking to me now um <clears throat> So as time went on and the communication became greater, I had discovered that I felt that I had feelings, romantic feelings hmm. towards the spiritual entity, which was quite horrifying because I did not have any idea that, you know, such a thing exists that the spirits and humans can have any kind of relationship. So yeah. I was like, you know, well, this is a good one. I've made some bad choices in my past, but like this beats it all. <laughs> and I, I've fallen in love with a bloody spirit, you know. So <laughs> Not only that, a pirate spirit. <laughs> it takes the going for bad yeah, boys to an ultimate yeah, kind of. <laughs> yeah, it does. It, it, it kind of takes the biscuit, you know. So I was like, yeah. So I just kind of left that where it was. And it was it was in January 2016 was the first time he suggested to me. He said, look, you know, spirits and humans can, can have a relationship. And I was like, what? <laughs> I didn't even know that he had picked up that I had feelings yeah, for yeah. him in that way. So that's I started asking people around that I knew, um, people that I'd learned from and I'd done courses with and stuff like that. I was like, have you ever heard of this? And surprisingly enough, uh, they all had, every really? single one of them. Some of them had even had sexual experiences with spirits. Wow. So, but it's not something that really talked about. Yeah, mm. yeah. So, um, so then I was like, okay, well, I'm up for that. <laughs> Give it a go. Why not? <laughs> And um, and I guess that's where the relationship end thing started to take up. I mean, it didn't happen as in like, oh yeah, let's let's have an intimate relationship, yeah. and you know, first time it happened. It, it definitely involved like a lot of training yourself to be able to get yourself into a state of meditation mm-hmm. to be able to kind of you know almost be in a trance-like state. So then I decided, well, you know, um, after that was successful and going well, well, you know, why not get married? You know, yeah. that's what people do when they're in a relationship that they want to, you know. So, 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 so effectively, why not? when you're going into these states, that's, that's <laughs> the equivalent of dating in that situation, basically, is it? Yeah, pretty and how much, long yeah. did that go yeah. on for? Before the marriage? That went on for five, six months. Okay. Not that long. Um, yeah, I mean, it started around January and the wedding was in July, the end of July. So, yeah. I mean, half a year or so. Biggity boopies, it's me, Luster, and here we are with a couple of podcasts. Rooney, whoa, listen it in your ears. Yeah, all right, so just laughing at the jingle there to display. Listen it to your ears. I don't know what that means oh. either, but I tried my best. Okay, and that's what matters. So, enjoying the interview so far? Yeah, it's very good. good. She's. You can see why I couldn't take the piss out of it. Yeah, she seems just so genuinely lovely. She, she actually seems like a really nice and woman. And I'm genuinely, I think I got sucked in by my actual interest in the paranormal and actual yeah. interest in that kind of stuff that I don't think anyone really expected me to do a serious interview, but that is what happened. Nope, definitely so not me. If you're here for me to take the piss out of her, it didn't happen and I apologise. If you actually are interested in the story, great. The next part is even better. Um, so Kate, you haven't heard the next part yet, have you? No. So the next part, she starts to talk about the wedding. About the divorce, which is an exorcism, effectively. So she mm-hmm. talk, takes us through that. She drops us a little bit of information about Johnny Depp, which is really interesting. That's her hook. It's it, it's quite um, kind of intrigued me more. I'd like to talk to her a little bit more about it, but I didn't want to go longer. Um, so it's the next part is all the marriage, the divorce, what happened afterwards, all that kind of stuff, and it's super interesting. So uh, tune in next week for that, and after that, we'll be back with the standard show of Couple Up. What you actually... Well, you like, actually subscribe to, guys. <laughs> yes. uh, Kate's annoyed, obviously, that I got my own part here. No, I'm not. It's just... 
no, you're just going to try and do this now every single if time. If I can get an interview, I'll get an interview if people are interested in it. But it depends on who. I don't want to just interview everybody. I'm not going yeah. to be like, oh, we talked about bin men. Here's a bin man on the podcast. It's not going to be that. This is a woman who married a pirate ghost and we managed to get an interview. I'm hardly going to not do it. Yeah, no, exactly. I love talking to weird people. She is a weird person. So, excellent. Weird yeah. is a good thing, by the way. I'm not yeah. saying that bad. <laughs> Anyone who insults her, I will defend her. I love her. She is my best friend. So that's the end of this, that you're actually breaking up with me. <laughs> And after marrying the pirate, pirate ghost, ghost. <laughs> you're now going to marry her. <laughs> I'm going to marry the woman who married a pirate ghost. Yeah, <laughs> that would be excellent. But oh, yeah, I can um, just hear the podcast now that you do with her. Like, oh, be amazing I'm on the <laughs> podcast. <laughs> so tune in next week to part two of my interview with the woman who married a pirate ghost. Thank you for listening, ladies and gentlemen. My name is Luke, and I'm Kate, and this has been a couple of extra. <laughs>